to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello, welcome to episode 266 of the Chris and Sam podcast. My name's Sam. I'm Chris. Welcome along to your Randomness Technology and Life podcast brought to you from Hamilton every week. We are excited to be here. We are back home. We are in the podcast studio. Yes, and we haven't seen much of each other the last uh, week or so because, uh, well, since we got back. Well, um, we got back and then you decided to go on another little trip. A little holiday. Another little holiday. Yep. And then, <laughs> uh, and then I started working mornings and you started working nights. That's right. So, That's right. Yeah. It's all been good. It's been good. It's been good. I am not liking the humidity. I uh, just have to point that out. It yeah, sucks. you really are grumpy tits. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, I'm going to talk about something that uh, <laughs> I've been meaning to talk about for like weeks. Weeks. So a new showpiece subdivision in Hamilton South could become the city's first feline-free neighborhood. And a lot of people are upset about it. So there's long-tailed bats in the area. Yeah. And they're regarded as nationally critical. And they're worried yes. that um, cats in the area will just decimate that bat population, which um, is fair enough. It says something right at the end. Uh, I think the expert says there's no... Is it the one where he says there's nothing to prove that the cats ever eat the bats? Oh, is there? It's something like they've just said that. Yeah, they did say that it's not the biggest thing ever. Um, also, does that say only in Hamilton it's the first one? Yeah, so so that someone's, means that's what I was going to yeah. say. There's other cities around New Zealand that are cat, have well, cat I mean, they can, uh, Well, they can say that all they want. Cats are still going to roam into the suburb and people will still flout the law, I'm sure. Yeah. Or rules. Well, yeah, if you're listening to this, let us know if you know of any cat-free suburbs. I personally don't have a problem with it. It's a brand new subdivision. It hasn't been built yet. The rule is no freaking cats. Fine. Oh, if like, you want to have uh, yeah, a cat, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. buy a house there. Uh, yeah, I, oh, that's right. If you right. do have a cat, put it down. I put mean, you know. Rehome it, guys. Rehome it. <laughs> I, no, that I mean, was a joke. I was joking. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, you can come up with all the rules you want. People are still going to... Like a cat, you could have an indoor cat and sneak it in there. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Unless they come around and... I mean, I hope they they should kick your door in at one in the morning and, like, raid your house and tip it out. What are these whiskers you, doing You here? know what? Yeah, that's <laughs> it. They should tip the whole house out, disregard all the dope, meth-making equipment, some other illegal thing in the corner. The great skit. Yeah. <laughs> but whiskers. What is this? Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 I eat it. And then you make them eat it. <laughs> Something like that. And then it closes with the cat. You just hear it as they shut the door and leave. Yeah. Sounds good. So, uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I, I, I still don't think it's a bad thing, but people are up in arms about it. Mm. Well, I'd love to know how much they're up in arms about it. Well, enough to make it front page of the Hamilton Press actually doesn't mean very much. That old, does doesn't. It? <laughs> no, no. The, the latest one turned up today and you skim through it. It was a very I weird thing. It was a, a truck, and then the, it was a truck and going it past. Reverbed, and uh, we got a yeah. I mean, yeah, anyway, we better we better up the podcast studio uh, soundproofing. <laughs> yes, and if you want to be our flatmate, you can help us with that. That's right. Because uh, whoever we're looking we... for a flatmate, did um, that guy come around the other day? Faisal, no, he founded a place. Oh damn you, Faisal! It yeah. was just because uh, out of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not going to be as good as a place of this, Faisal. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Anyway, 
That's right. We'll find somebody. Um, I've got. <laughs> I, oh, okay. So we've got. Um, we're going to do a, a rest in peace for Terry Jones of Monty Python. Um, so, you you a big Monty Python no. fan? Not at all. No. Life of Brian. You've no. seen it. Oh yeah, I've seen it. Not yeah. a fan. Oh, you don't like I, it. I I no. I appreciate it, but I'm not a fan. Yeah. Yeah, I guess okay. I just those guys did change the. Oh yeah, like I really like their story and how they got to where they got to and yeah, what they, and they did, did and pushed the envelope. The way comedy was done from yeah, yeah, on and and so. they went. Um, they they were very lucky because PBS in America picked up the show and was showing it, and then when they went to America, everybody already knew who they were, and it blew them away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was really cool. Uh, I yeah, I just don't know. Um, I don't know if it was just a timing thing. I don't know. I I, I was. I've become more of a fan later on than I was when yeah. I was younger. So I still um, got you know maybe yeah, yeah. twenty years. And I did like the <laughs> Mr. Creosote even when I was a young you know sod off I'm full. That's not what he said, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so R.A.P. Terry Jones. Uh, that is quite sad. Talking anyway. about people that died recently, you saw Kobe Bryant died. Yes, yes, yes. I did. And on the face of it, that's sad. Oh, look, don't get me wrong. It's tragic, particularly the daughter and all that sort of thing. Mm. Yeah. The nine people in total. Yeah, yeah. And and that's sort of annoying too, right? Everybody forgets everybody else. It's just Kobe Bryant's daughter. Well, they had to, apparently it took a while because they had to confirm who else was on the helicopter because they weren't sure who was. Yeah. Uh, and then that's what I thought. And then some people actually said some ways it's a little bit better because you can grieve a bit more in private without everybody knowing. Yeah, I yeah. don't know about that. But interestingly, it was only six metres from the top of the mountain that it crashed into. Like, so, because it was really foggy, and they, the, all the police yeah, and rescue helicopters were grounded, and they had to get special permission to take off. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, but and I've this got guy, money. Well, the, and the, the pilot trains a lot of people, and he's highly regarded. Oh, right. And a crash in 2004, I think it was, or 14... They suggested any helicopter that can carry more than six people should have the uh, ground avoidance thingy inside it uh, installed in all the helicopters. This one didn't. So he was flying it by sight in fog. Oh, God. Because it didn't beep to tell him anything. And then ground control said to him, oh, you're flying too low. And then nothing. So... Yeah, flying too low. Oh, we've already hit the ground. Sorry, too late. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I did have a, look at, a bit of a look because of the whole rape case thing. Yeah, that's come up. Um, yeah, because I, I wasn't, I was vaguely aware, because I'm vaguely aware of who Kobe Bryant is. I'm not a basketball fan, right? I don't know, sod all about it. No, so but, but I know you... he was a big name. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then I, I vaguely knew about this uh, rape case. So I, 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 I Googled it and I'm like, yeah, okay, it's tragic what's happened, but don't put the guy on such a big pedestal that they're doing right now because, you know, okay, he settled out of court yeah. by paying this woman off. Okay. She had um, tears and bruising around her throat, and she said it was non-consensual. And he goes, yeah, but I strangle all my sexual partners, except for my wife. Oh, right. But all the other ones oh. I strangle. Okay. Um, so that's a standard way of I, I, I do that sort of thing. So I'm just like, yeah, you're a piece of crap. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, I'll probably get some hate mail for that. No, Maybe. I don't think you will. <laughs> if you got hate, if you were going to get hate mail, it would have been for your um, high heel comment last week. 
Uh, yeah. Well, I haven't told you about that. Have I? Anyway, moving on. <laughs> have you seen the Dolly Parton meme? No. Well, it's oh. Interesting. oh, it's the four. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. I, and, and that's what's thrown me is because I don't know how it's... Re- how it's oh, Dolly, Dol- Dolly, Parton. Dolly Parton started it. Yeah, well, I didn't hadn't see yeah, her. Yeah, so it's Facebook, so I, Instagram, yeah. Tinder. You're on one, so that's good. Um, you know that, eh? What? You're on one of these memes. No. It's amazing what you don't know sometimes, Chris. What? Spooker, <laughs> Spookers did one, and you're on one of the panels. Oh, really? Yeah, on their Instagram thing. God che- damn it. You should I, check that out. I should check Instagram. You sh- well, I, should I, don't, I don't know if it. they put it on Facebook, but it's definitely on Instagram. Uh, you are in the top left quadrant, which I think is a LinkedIn. That, one, that fits. <laughs> I think it's, yeah, like, it's always LinkedIn, Facebook, Tinder's Instagram, the, Tinder. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're LinkedIn, and you're like, it looks like you're in a business suit, and your face has got all the scars on it. Oh yeah, I got, I got an extra of the day on that one. That's yeah. why. Yeah, well, you're in that one. So check that out. Spook, uh, I think it's just Spookers NZ, maybe Instagram. Oh damn! Oh damn! We'll, we'll have to share that on um, our. Our, our social media. Our one of those thingies. Yeah. Cool. Okay. No, I didn't know that. Eh? Sweet. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna find it for you. Oh god, I wanna see it now. Oh wow. Okay. No, I didn't win uh extra day on that one, but I know which one. Looks was. pretty good though. It does. Definitely fits the LinkedIn thing. <laughs> I don't know about Tinder, look at that one. How many uh, there'd be people swiping right for that. Look. Look at it. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's very cool. Oh, sweet. I'm, I'm stoked. Um, I'm going to change the subject again. You now. can change. Yeah, that's fine. I just brought that up randomly. Um, iguana from heaven, I've put that in. I love this because it's like mana from heaven, iguana from heaven. Yes. Do you know in Florida it's so cold that iguanas are falling off the trees? It's a, and, I, I find it crazy. Like, a, yeah, okay. I mean, is there how many iguanas are there? Did they say? Apparently, there's huge amounts, and the locals don't like them because they've come up from South America oh, and they're not okay. native there. No, and so, but what's what's happening is uh, they're appearing in all the um, Facebook marketplace iguana meat. There's a certain name for it. I've forgotten what it is. Hang now. on. So, and is so that a delicacy are, from somewhere else, or have they just found well, out? They call it. They've got a name for it. I've actually got Miami Herald here. Hang on. Tacos, anyone? Iguanas are falling from trees and people are selling the meat online, was the uh, headline here. And what do they call it? Iguana meat dubbed chicken of the trees, because of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Started showing up on Facebook uh, Marketplace overnight as the temperature dipped into the 40s, um, which of course is Fahrenheit. What do you reckon the that green would Green iguanas like? are an invasive species stunned lifeless by South Florida's occasional cold nap. What? Snaps. Oh, yeah, okay. And they yeah. die if the chili weather holds. So they'll fall off and they'll still be alive and you can resuscitate them. And there's been uh, images of people going, oh, and they're grabbing these wild iguanas and take them home, put them in somewhere warm to revive them. Yeah. And the um, local police, I think, or some, some you know, um, city council or whatever are like, don't do that. They will bite. They will get aggressive. They will. You know, don't do that. You'll get diseases. Man, um, that's crazy ass. I want to know what it tastes like. Uh, but several ads for skinned and butchered iguanas looking like Peking, not duck, um, were posted in Miami, Doral, and Homestead. Um, some ads, however, were posted days ago and show iguana meat that is clearly being thro- flo- frozen. So, yeah. Um, oh, Garabo. Garob- Garobo. 
a name often used as interchangeable for iguana in parts of Latin America. So, and there we have some photos of oh. iguana meat. They've still got their legs, sort of. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty gross, really. But can you actually eat them, or should you? You absolutely can, as long as the food comes from a rep- reputable processor, according to the University of Florida Institute of Food and Agriculture. I'm saying, I'm just throwing it out there, but if it's on Facebook Marketplace, it probably hasn't come from a reputable um, food processor. Just saying. Uh, yeah, probably not. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, man. Talking about uh, invasive species, there's a couple of stories. Oh, this is a one story, but the stuff, I think to counteract some of the Herald long-form premium content, have been like releasing some pretty cool stories lately. Um and one of them is about a guy that nicknamed, I think he nicknamed himself the Liberator. For decades, he drove around with an oxygenated fish tank in his car and was releasing pest fish into New Zealand waterways, over 15,000 of them. It's a very long story about this crazy English Why? guy. Why was he doing that? Uh, he just thought that's what he should be doing. and he God spoke to him. Uh, no, it, there's, it says here, I can't remember exactly. Uh, it, just, it just seems crazy. He, he was taking them from fish tanks and liberating them, basically. And he was doing this between, like, the 60s to the 70s and the 80s. And he's basically, he's um, some that were liberated were perch, rudd, gudgeon, koi carp. Everywhere is a pest fish. It's basically this guy. Yeah, it's really long, and I'll, list, I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, it's just bizarre that this guy's like on this crusade of. Uh, is lib- he still around, or is he? Yeah, I think it? he's no, I think he's in his nineties. He's yeah. very old. That's now. why I wondered if he's still around. Yeah. And they sort of. Um, it sounds like they originally tracked him down at one point. He's been prosecuted twice. They found a. Um, they <laughs> at one point he was dreaded what the authorities would find. He knew they would find six hundred gudgeon, a species never seen before in New Zealand, which he was planning to release in Lake Taupo in his final act. It was back in the day. Uh, they found a fish randomly outside a petrol station that was a bit weird, and Doc come and had a look for it, and they're like, "This isn't shouldn't be here." Uh, and then they found him. Anyway, really interesting story. If you want to read up about some crazy guy, <laughs> I'm just thinking about um, That's you know, some of the cold case. Um, Case files, rather. Yeah. Doing something like that. Because in, in in Washington, D.C., they had the sniper, and, and, you know, in these places. And in New we're, Zealand, we've got the fish. We've got the, <laughs> the fish, liberator. dude, the liberator. the liberator. That sounds like that should be a movie, too. That could <laughs> be that could be a sli- make it ridiculous. That could be a podcast. sleeper hit, Tyker. If you want to. <laughs> if you want co-producer with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us know. Yeah. So that's good. Did you know a Waikato stag stole for the same price as a three-bedroom house in the provinces? What makes the stag so special? I apparently, and I, I saw read, the photo the whole thing, and it's got a, it's the velvet. Yes, they wanted the velvet, but that comes off, right? Uh, I believe that they shed Cut it occasionally. Every year. No, every oh, year. I, okay. I, I think it's every year. It might, it might be. So hang on. I, is it fair to believe that this velvet is going to get crushed up? And made into some sort of Chinese... To go to China, yeah. It's being exported. Oh, of course. Because they need everything they can to increase their virality. Uh, Breeder Todd Crowley said he had known the three-year-old velvet trophy stag would fetch a good price, but... Man, only three years old, too. Yeah, $400,000. How much does a deer cost to raise? Um, What? When the hammer finally fell, an anonymous buyer secured the animal $390,000. 
um, more than double the last previous national record. Oh, that's cool. Double. He's an uh, outstanding-looking stag with excellent genetics. Um, but they, a couple of buyers, buyers who really wanted him for his breeding and the overall look of his antlers, which were really wide, um, yeah. there is nothing about the current velvet or venison markets to explain the high price, which is likely to be a one-off for this breeding operation. Oh, so somebody just got carried away and pushed the number too many times Maybe. on the auction thing. Well, it's I when I read it before, I got the the feeling that somebody from overseas bought it so they could chop up the things and use it. But it's a pretty yeah. impressive photo. We'll have a link to that photo. Do you the, wonder if it's got neck problems? Looking at their photo, I saw a really good National Geographic, I think it was, on that, and that's why I was like, Are "You're kidding me! They grow them every year." All oh, right, and yeah. it actually looks really painful, and then they destroy them every year as well and that looks painful as well yeah yeah it's like are you kidding me i just thought they had that all lot all all their life um at least that's as i, I wonder how it. much a normal deer would go for like because it's double the highest price so the last to highest was 155 yeah but this, that's that i'm assuming that's an outlier on the bell curve of yeah, yeah, selling yeah, yeah, deer yeah. so so, so the they, but there probably, can't you'd be. Think they'd be like twenty, twenty-five. Grand. I'm assuming it's like racehorsing because it's all the breed. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, if you got a random thing. deer, they just like whatever. And yeah, I, I, you know, the racehorses we bought, uh, they, were, they were good breeds, and then they couldn't run. So you know, when did you buy a racehorse? Long story. Long no, story. no, quick, give <laughs> us the short version. Did you uh, go into a syndicate? I went in with a syndicate of who? With the lawyer who helped me with my divorce because he's a really nice guy. Hang on. So the lawyer guy who's really nice goes, "Hey, Chris, by the way." We're well, going he, through he, the he semi-retired, and he had a stud farm, and he was—that's all he did was horses. No, yeah, okay, so cool. His but, wife, but while he's dealing with clients, he just happens to throw those no, prospectus his, his down. His wife called me and said, hey, "Hang on, do you want to? Ha- have you met his wife before? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What is going on? <laughs> There's more to the story, I'm There's sure. Probably more than I need to tell anyone. And oh, uh, but anyway, to, so as they said, <laughs> this um, might be an off-air why story. You, why, why don't you? Um, why don't you put it in for the syndicate and then you? Who else is in the syndicate? A bunch of their friends. And okay, because so, I know my um, my old flatmate Carol was into a whole bunch, and she had horses herself. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So they they um, they they looked after them at their farm and all the rest of it. Did but you go and look at ones, this horse? Yeah, I saw it once, but um, yeah. But that's one the, of them got a knee problem, and the other yeah. one was blowing, blowing. Okay. I, it, oh. farts or something I can't remember it was, it was, oh no because yeah. one of the things that Carol's horses she freaked every time she stopped um, I don't know if it was something that I don't know if it was uh, something that could learn, turn into something else but one of the ones she had and she was always out moving it it would suck the fence posts it would like put its mouth on the fence post and go <laughs> not again it runs out <laughs> and apparently that's not a good thing uh, so not. anyway, I think that's sort of like a bit of a gamble with that sort of thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it totally is. And and they sort of warned me, but they said we got two, and they're really, really good. Um, one was out of Tamahiri Penny. Oh no, that was the name of it. Tamahiri Penny was one of the oh, names okay. of one of the horses. But it came but out, it out of came a good out start. of Tamahiri something or other. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they went through bloodlines and stuff. Yeah, it was it was cool. I they felt really bad when it all died, and I was obviously not very. Um, cash flow positive cash, cash positive and they they let me out of it and it was all good um okay I, I, I want to tell you something about cash which is quite funny okay do you know snipers and assassins have issues i'm sure they do yeah you know one of the issues they have is target identification so more so for uh, assassins 
that want a specific target. Okay. And the way they get around that is they use facial recognition okay. in their thing to um, to make sure that that is the target. But often that doesn't work because people wear hats and hoods and yeah, okay. things, right? Yeah. And so the other thing they do is use, um, what do they call it, gate recognition, so how they walk and how they move. So they can have okay, that yeah, yeah, program. That so they have uh, it's a separate unit that goes. Yep, that's the guy who's walk. But people change their walk, right? They put yeah, a stone okay. in their shoe, put yeah, yeah. one shoe bigger than the other, and stuff, and, and do all sorts of tricky things like that. So um, fortunately, you'll be glad to know that America now has a, uh, a solution to this problem. Oh, good, good, because I was losing yeah. sleep over this, Chris. <laughs> I was laying awake at night thinking, what about the snipers? Yeah, exactly. So what is this? <laughs> What it's is called laser vibronet, laser vibronetry. Okay, and I'm not sure I spelt it right actually because I heard it. Okay, yeah. Anyway, um, what, what does this thing do? Um, target identification um, by what it does is it listens to the heart, the heartbeat, oh. and because you've got four valves and everybody's heartbeat is like at, when you're listening to it intently oh. is fingerprint different. So they can so do they, this for up to 400 meters, point oh, this yeah. thing at you. and But first they have to get a, a uh, find out who you are exactly first and get a recording so, of that. So they have to get a recording. So we think they're already doing this, and but it's easy to do, right? So you only have to see somebody coming out of, a, out of their home and yeah, yeah, point yeah, yeah. the... Or you're a shady cardiologist who has overspent too much money in a syndicate with horse racing, <laughs> and you're like, hey, give me some money and I'll send you some data. Yeah, I'll send you the files. So is this a, I mean, obviously it makes sense, and I guess it's good. How off, How widely spread are they using this technology? So the, surprisingly enough, the American um, uh, Special Forces don't want to tell you how much they're using this. Oh, okay. Um, but it but must- what cracks me up is this is already in use, right? Yeah. And now, and that was the, the lead. That was the news. Yeah. That was everything. They've got something better. Somebody's trying to ring me. They can bugger off. Um, and, <laughs> you, should, um, you should do a live one on the podcast once. That'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they, um, so that was the lead. Yeah. You know, assassins need this. They've got this problem. Yeah, yeah. Rah, cool, rah, cool. Rah. Oh, and now that assassins have this and they've got that solution, they're starting to look at using it in other areas such as um, detection of um, light detection. Oh, so you can okay. use it as a light part yeah, of a light okay. detector. Use it in airports to see who's nervous going through security. And there might be also health users for it. Maybe. That is the last thing. Like, oh, and maybe they can use it for some sort of I thought it would have gone the other way and it started in health and then they... Apparently not. And and actual laser vibronetry, whatever it's called, has been around for a long time. I mean, it's 30 years old or something. Oh, But okay. it's only recently the lasers have got to the level of sophistication yeah. that allows this on hmm. it. But, yeah, anyway. wonder how, um, like, how uh, stable you have to keep it following the person's chest or... I don't, I don't think so. So I'm just trying well, to work out how that would work. From the one time I was bugged by somebody lasering my windows, I told you that story before. No, <laughs> no, not at all. Now I've got a phone call. <laughs> Why? What is all these phone calls? Uh, <laughs> we never get phone calls. Um, so um, okay. So I. This is my ex-wife before we're married. Hang on. Yeah, your ex-wife okay. before you were married and yeah. before you got divorced and went into a horse racing syndicate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So all before all that. Yeah. 
Uh, I just came back from the UK, yeah, uh, Spain actually. Yeah, you find so a you, really amazing accent and blonde shoulder length hair and all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, all that, all that stuff going and, for you. Yeah, and, yeah. And I met uh, Ellen, who was uh, at the karate club, and I was yes. actually hitting on a friend. Um, <laughs> I've got a voicemail. Yep. Good. Um, and I was hitting on a friend, but her friend didn't get any of my jokes, and Alan did, so we ended up um, uh, hooking connecting, up. Connecting. Uh, hooking up, connecting, whatever. Yeah. Um, she did have a boyfriend, though. That's the reason I wasn't um, hitting on her. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, anyway, so she left. Was he in karate? No. Okay, Karen. Yep, sorry. So she left him, and she moved in with me. Oh, no, actually, she hadn't moved in with me, but she was visiting me at my place one night. Yeah, And we yeah. were um, <laughs> we're sitting there doing the crossword, funny enough. Okay, of course. And so and um, she was reading out Clue, and, uh, and the phone rings, and pick up the phone. And this is a landline phone, obviously. Landline phone back yeah. in the day. And the guy goes, it's Rumpelstiltskin dummy or whatever, and hangs up. I'm oh, like, whoa. That's the answer? And I'm like, what? okay, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, okay. So anyway, uh, her ex, Tony. Um, the, the very recent ex. The very recent yeah, ex. Starts stalking um, her to find you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, um, he worked with lasers. He did laser disco lighting. Of course. Laser lighting oh, I bet that. he did. And he had laser bugs, and he, he bugged at the window um, using laser biometry. There you go. Turning it around. What an amazing podcast. I wonder what Tony's up to now. <laughs> Oh, no, maybe that's who's ringing. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, so uh, how freaked out was your friend, Alan, who's not your wife yet? Because um, this seems like she, a weird... Or is she just like, oh, no, that's just Tony. He's a complete weirdo. Uh, yeah, she was minorly freaked out. She was a little bit freaked out. Yeah, I, was, just, what? I was pretty blasé about the whole thing. Um, yes, you would be. So we... Ended up getting flat a few months later and moving in, well, six months later, whatever. Yeah. We moved in together. And Tony's and outside. she wanted to throw a housewarming party. Oh, yeah. And Tony broke in before the housewarming party. What, to lay some more bugs and stuff? Well, no, he cut the stereo, all the wires on the stereo. He put little, um, he ma- got a label maker and put dirty, not, not nice signs on all the photos around the house. Um, oh, but so, one of the best so things... hang on. So what you're trying to say is Tony's very stable. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, one of the best things is what? <laughs> one of the, actually, because this didn't actually really upset me. I thought it was pretty clever. And um, Oh, yeah, it's probably creepy as, <laughs> but it's pretty it clever. Was, it was. So I had those white Converse um, boots. Okay. And they had red insoles. And oh, they right. were in my, um, in my wardrobe. Yeah. I didn't wear them in summer. I wore them in winter or whatever. Yeah. So um, six months later, I jump into these um, Converse. Oh, my God. What's in there? And I'm like, that's, that's a bit odd. That's a bit odd. Because they had red insoles. Had you gone for just it? filled it with tomato sauce. <laughs> I, vaguely rem- I vaguely remember maybe hearing that bit before. Yeah, I'm I not sure. I, I couldn't get angry because I was like, actually, that's pretty good. I thought I you were going to save me for a crap in him or something. No, no. So that's anyway, good. Tony. But I have spoken to Tony more recently. I've spoken to Ellen. So there you go. Oh, and how Where was he? Yeah, he's was cool. he still, was he like hunting other people? No, 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 no. You, he and I reminisced about what a crazy woman we. Oh no, that's oh, oh, yeah, okay, that's cool. But I'm just worried that Tony is out there still doing <laughs> weird stuff. I no, I think he, I think he's still in Wellington. He's yeah. probably listening to the podcast. Hi, Tony. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, that's a little story. Sorry about that. Getting off. No, track. no, we like the little stories around here at the Chris and Sam podcast. Oh, um, so I will say something else. I, yes. I No, I'm changing subject here. No, good. Um, I would. <laughs> because uh, we went our separate ways after Christchurch. We haven't really talked about Christchurch, have we? Did we talk about Christchurch? We did time? a podcast in Christchurch. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> was yeah, good. yeah, that's right. Um, so afterwards, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I, I went. To, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> okay, I'm losing it. No, I went to uh, a, a nostalgic concert. Yeah. Um, so I went to which some, sounded pretty big. Yeah, it was really good actually. Um, s- uh, summer concert. There was a, a first band who I have no idea. It, who was, it was in Fidianga, eh? Fidianga. Yeah. Yeah. So. The first thing was the cattle pens, right? So we had to go through the cattle pens. So basically what Actual happens, cattle pens? No. Oh. We get there and we park, and the whole thing's like a huge subdivision that's just being built. So it's just bulldozer dust. Oh, okay. Right? Everywhere. Yeah, okay. That's where you park. You walk around. You walk over some nice new bridges, but everything else is dirt, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you get to this thing, and there's just the temporary fences everywhere, you know, like walk this way and, and this way. Yeah. And uh, there's no shelter, no shade. It is stinking hot. Yeah. You know, it, was, it said it was 30 degrees. I'm sure it was 35. Um, and we didn't get express tickets. You pay an extra few bucks, you yeah. get express tickets. Express tickets means you just get to go so straight in. So do you think that you should have got express tickets? I didn't pay, so I'm... No, no, but if you were to choose... If I was to choose, I think it's probably now that, worth now it. Now that you know what that process it's was probably like. probably worth it unless you come prepared. And by prepared, I mean bring something to sell to the poor mugs stuck in the cattle pens. Because basically, we're in this thing for an hour, yeah. just sitting there, and standing there under the sun. Uh, fortunately, there was a porter toilet in there for, for the oh, 400 oh, of us. cool. So that was cool. Well, cool, there was cool. one near us. I don't know if there was another one further back. Um, and yeah, we we stood in there sweltering for for almost an hour. I thought well, I think it was half an hour, and then um, then we went through. Um, the concert was good because at the begin at the front part you you didn't use umbrellas, and then there was a tent umbrella area, and we oh, brought right. a beach umbrella. Oh, good thinking, forward Brilliant. thinking, beautiful. There was no way I would have survived that if we were sitting there just with hats on. Even with the umbrella, you could feel the heat yeah, yeah, yeah. coming through. But yeah, no, it was a really good concert. There was um, started off with uh, some ran- uh, random local band. I can't remember the name. Okay, not a there was, uh Yeah, uh, Credence Clearwater Revisited. Yes, with two original members or something. Yes, and you know how long he's been playing for? Oh, I don't know. 61 years. I was going to say 60 so years. So he must be like 80 Oh, look at him go. Holy crap. They, they were pretty good, actually. Then Anastasia. Yeah. Who I didn't actually... I, I mean... I recognise the songs, but I didn't know much. I mean, was, really. no, was, I think she had a couple of one-hit wonders, maybe, but she's yeah, doing she's well if she's still... She's 80s, yeah. Still but, touring yeah. around. And she looks pretty good for um, somebody... Okay. Oh, no, she's a year younger than me. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, she, she looks pretty good for somebody a year younger than me. Um, and then there's... God, that sounds bad. Uh, George Thorogood and the Destroyers... Oh, yeah. It was pretty good. Oh, and there was Smash Mouth, too. Smash I, Mouth. Yeah, I saw you say Smash Mouth on a Facebook post or something, and I was like, what? Because I didn't realize. I thought it was just one. I thought it was just, um, what's his face? Billy Idol. Yeah. And Billy Idol finished off. Uh, no, it was really, really good. So uh, really enjoyed that. And there was a few people I knew there. Oh, really? That's yeah, good. I, I caught up with one of them, and one of them I saw on Facebook. I'm here, too. If I don't like you, I'm not going to find you. There's 30, yeah, I believe 30, you. 30,000 people here or something. Oh, nice. It was huge, yeah. 
Very good. So that's like part of the uh, summer concert series or something. Yeah, so apparently they did a really crap job in Queenstown. Oh, yeah. Or was it Taupo? They did both of those. Billy Idol didn't play White Wedding at one of them, so everybody's really upset. Oh, because that's the one song you want them to sing? Yeah, that was the uh, encore song he he sung for us. his last song. Oh, did you see the video of me singing? No. Good. Uh, (laughs) Are you saying it's on Facebook and I can find it? It is on Facebook. I... uh, Tanya uploaded it as a comment on one of the discussions that was going on. Oh, um, okay. So it was the last song, and I'm like, and she came around with camera and caught me singing Billy Idol song. No, it sounds terrible. I don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds very good. Yeah, no, it was great. It was that great. brings us to the end of the podcast, Chris. Yes, it should. <laughs> very good. I need to check my voicemail, find out who's ringing me, what uh, they want. Yeah, I don't know who rang me because it's just a number I don't recognize. Oh, very good. So until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. I'll see ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.